sitting here chilling. I don't know why I got this feeling. Took it to the head, now I'm sitting here chilling. You damn right, we the feelings. You damn right, we the feelings. And just like that, it's We the Villains podcast. It's triumvirate number five, six, one of the two. Who fucking knows? I swag. Uh, I'm running on coffee, so I'm, that's one of the main reasons I'm here. <laughs> but I'm good. I hear that, I'm man. Trying to be a little more social this weekend. Sorry, I was... Just got just took a sip of coffee and just realized that Eric Redbeard is in the building. <laughs> yeah, Gerv told me he showed up last night and is gonna be on the in the trios match at pay per view or something like that. That's horrible. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I haven't watched SmackDown or Rampage, so I'm a little more behind than you guys. Uh, the fact that. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, man. I, I I just don't trust AEW with supernatural stuff. That's that's the only thing I can't. <laughs> I I just I can't trust them with that. Yeah, I don't I don't know how uh, deep they've been able to dive into that just yet. I mean, and I love Malachi Black and I love what he's doing, but I I can't get behind the stories no more. I, I can't like it's it just doesn't. Well, even that, I wouldn't even necessarily consider that supernatural. They're just more on the dark occult side. Yeah, kind of, but it, it just, I don't know, Death Triangle to me just, I don't know. I feel like Pack just doesn't fit in this whole thing. Yeah, I've uh, never really seen him as that kind of character either. He's just, as he says, he's a bastard, and that's about as far as he should probably take it. Let's see, Pat's yeah, like, been stained. Pat got stained when he caught the mist from Malachi. Yeah, they kind of they fucked that storyline up when the first person that caught the mist never did anything. <laughs> Who? Cody. You mean the guy that's leaving? Well, I mean, he caught the mist, but I mean, he never turned, never changed. I mean, maybe he did. It could have just been very subtle. Sorry, I'm being a hater. Let me stop. <laughs> Julia Hart still got lingering uh, shit from the Dude, time she caught it. Isn't she still wearing an eye patch? Yeah. That shit was like three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> tell you, boy, they can't help it, man. The, the fucking drip god himself started the eye patch thing a long time ago, fucking taking people's eyes out. <laughs> And Malachi is still selling it in a whole other co- company. That's yeah, that's great. Like I mean, I love it, but like eventually, like is that just gonna take over his whole face? <laughs> Maybe or the is darkness is spreading. Like that's what it looks like. The more people that join, like the darker he gets on the side of that face. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd see how far the story goes. It might come out in full damn face paint. Oh, he's going to have to be careful with that. <laughs> well, it's not like every every other person at AEW is doing it right now anyway. Oh, well, they're... I don't know, man. Soon they're going to have... A, I mean, I, I guess the Ring of Honor news is good for them, but, but soon they got going to have a real uh, ranking problem of trying to figure out who needs to be where. Because there's a lot of people right now that I feel just I, I thought would be a bigger deal right now that's just kind of – I don't even hear about. That's weird. I don't to know. me, the, the biggest flop <clears> – I hate to call him a flop, but the biggest flop signing that I'd say they've had so far has been Andrade. Well, I mean, it's been Andrade, and then Miro's been cleared for weeks now. Like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, but I'm not going to call him a flop by any stretch because this dude oh, he's not been a flop. TNT champion was... they've had. Yeah, but ever since that drop, like, that title has been meaning- meaningless to me. Like, honestly, like, ever since Miro lost that title, I've never – I mean, then Cody got it back, but that was kind of – I mean, I don't know. Miro lost that title. That title has been a hot potato. I mean, I heard they had a pretty good triple threat last night, but I mean, Gerv knows I'm not the biggest Darby Allen fan, and that's about as I far saw, as what's I that? saw that one I needed to see, and you go watch the match. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the biggest spot. I'm I'm assuming. I hate that what, shit. What spot was this? Andrade had Guevara like in a chicken wing on his shoulders, and then. Guevara had Darby Allen in the suplex position. I must have and, walked out the room during that moment. And when and when Andrade when Darby Allen went up in the full suplex form, Andrade started walking out of the corner with him straight up like this. It was just a fucking spot. Like, come on, man! Like, you're not even doing. You're not even now. To, it took the whole like idea out of it. Of oh yeah. Now we're just putting on a show. Like we're not actually sticking to the story here that we hate each other. We're mm. trying to protect each other in the ring now for this spot right here that literally one wrong move, all three of them are fucked. Like that's that's the problem. Like and I guess it's not gonna it's never gonna be talked about until someone gets crazy injured, probably. I mean um, I've I've never been crazy uh about that corner spot where there's like three people or or a double power bomb or whatever fuck it is yeah, I mean, same like that electric same. chair into the suplex back like what is yeah. the point of that like I, it that spot to me is about as pointless sometimes is when too many people are on a ladder type situation because eventually you know somebody's here to set up something so it's like it's just, I don't know. I can right, handle but, the latter, but the, the uh, <clears throat> that stuff from the middle is just if you have a a multi man match these days, you can almost guarantee it's going to happen. And I can rephrase that to even a multi woman match. This is going to sound inc- incredibly sexist. Not you, <laughs> yeah, but not me, right? But as soon as the women started doing it, it took the magic away from it. Well, I mean, when the right women are doing it, 
No, it's just not us. Are lifting people up or two people. That's understandable. But when I see Alexa Bliss or Nikki Cross or somebody in the middle of having someone on their shoulders and a person on top of that, like, this don't start, this don't make sense. I mean, yeah, if you know somebody, you know, if you're going for a suplex and somebody comes up underneath you for a powerbomb, you know, most common sense to say, hey, let me let go of this fucker I'm trying to suplex and stop this dude from powerbombing me. Yeah. But no, they just like, oh, here we go. Let's stand now, here someone, for a whole minute. Yeah. If someone the size of Omos or something like that, I I expect him to pick up two people right. at some point because that's how they've built him and that's how the character looks. That It's like, okay, yeah, he should pick both of these two people up at the same time. Like, it's the, the choreographed spots, man. They're just a little yeah. out of control. And you see them more in AEW and that style of wrestling, but you see them a lot in WWE too. And, you know, I, I yeah, just yeah. had, you know, the whole, you know, my rant from a week ago about <laughs> the moves and without getting into that too much again, like uh, just, well, I you mean, know, the way I always put it is, is you got to blur the lines of realism somewhere. I love- and then those just completely make it look Disney. I love how Seth Rollins has finally like cut back on doing his crazy comeback sequence that he used to do like every match <laughs> where he have to go do three suicide dives and then the whole like you know he's a heel guy. He don't need to be doing all yeah, that. Yeah, well I'm glad he's cut back on that because when the few times when he actually goes back and does it now, I actually get excited and like okay yeah here he goes less um, is more yeah like you know it's it's why cena got you know stale to to me at one time you know because once the shoulder block hits like, all right here comes two more <laughs> oh god dude there was a time like every fan could call a john cena match before he even made it to the ring yeah <laughs> he was gonna get beat down for the first 10 minutes <laughs> yeah and then here comes the five moves and he's going to come with the five moves of doom, and it's over. The AA, and I'll never forget this. When I was first watching WrestleMania 21 on the DVD collection, because Gerv would always get the DVD. <laughs> and that's when I would finally watch WrestleMania, even though I knew what happened. But I'd finally watch it. And I'll never forget when Cena, JBL, went for the clothesline of hell, and he got caught into the AA. And at that time, I remember Gerv saying... Yeah, Cena caught him out of nowhere with that FU. <laughs> Ever thought that that would be the moment from right there that that would, is what basically would happen for the rest of his career? Out of nowhere, there's the one, there's that one AA that he hits you with. Bam! After kicking out of every big move from the other person. Oh yeah, after he's done kicked out of uh, three sweet chin musics. <laughs> <laughs> He's done survived uh, crawling across the whole ring, basically being in an ankle lock. <laughs> the, the thing that I like with Cena, he was like the first to, the, you know, I've complained about Adam Cole, I've complained about Finn Balor. Every match is the same match. Yeah. Well, John Cena uh, made himself a legend by doing that same match for 10 years. Um, but that also <laughs> goes to also show you how the look of a f- superstar makes a huge difference. Yeah. For sure. John Cena looks like a superstar even beyond what he does in the ring. 
He's a star. Yeah. Um, like, but that's what got people hating Cena is because, yeah. uh, here we go. And, and then everybody he faced, they, he would just absolutely bury their whole moveset because he ain't gonna, it, whatever they do is not going to keep down Cena. He was super, he was super. Cena. <laughs> he was super Cena, dude. It's, it's what he did. Like he would just always kick out of everything, and it, it just and and it destroys the move sometimes. Like to me, like I was like, damn. I was like, well, that finisher is not going to be that good because now I've been seeing somebody kick out of it four times. <laughs> oh, once you see one person kick out of a finisher, everybody starts kicking out of it. Yeah. Poor Miz. This I, I this dude does the skull crushing finale. I don't even think the match is over by any stretch. Oh, dude, they've ruined his finisher. <laughs> and it's a really good finisher. Yeah, yeah, just not protected. You're drilling somebody's face into the mat. That's uh, game over. Should be. It, that one that fucking Logan Paul hit was pretty fucking nasty. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I was like, dude, just fucking took him and drove his ass to the mat, son. Well, then when you look at it, I was like, oh, I don't, I just can't remember, dude. I just forget that Logan Paul is fucking huge compared to some of these people. Yep. <laughs> well, it's and that's not fair. You got Rey Mysterio and Dominic in the ring. I mean, they're not huge. I mean, this dude almost made, he almost made the Miz look small. Right. He did make the Miz look small. Like yeah, when I'm sitting there looking, I was like, I was like, is this dude Omas Omas's height? Like, what is going on out here? I don't remember. It goes to show you that the the uh, the size of the superstars have gone down in the last twenty years. Dude, like people hate on it right now, but man, when Brock Lesnar and, and like finally doesn't do this anymore, we're never gonna see someone like that size again. Doing what he did, I don't think we're ever going to see it again. He's a special case. I don't even. I don't even think there's anyone in wrestling that's ever going to be booked like he has been booked ever again. Like, I don't know. Like I just, I just don't see it because I don't think there's anyone out there that's believable at this point. Well, I just don't think. Uh... I mean, unless it's someone legit like Lesnar, the fans probably aren't going to respond too well to it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like if Gable Stevenson was maybe six four, six five, and a little bigger, then Monster. there's the only person that could, you know, you could see it happening with. Yeah, I mean, the closest thing we're going to get to this Lesnar is going to be Roman Reigns. That's going to be booked as strong. Like that, I mean, looking forward for now, for the meantime, because it doesn't seem that uh, I, I guess the Omos thing is kind of over with. I don't think I've seen him on TV in like a month or two. Well, he just he squashed uh, T Bar on Monday. Yeah. Oh, oh, never mind. He he's about to get that push, the squash treatment of just fucking up people. Like Strowman, we've been doing that already. Yeah, but now it'll be a singles way instead of the tag. <clears throat> Finn better watch out. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, there's a new champion. I mean, because I mean, Damian Priest tells me that eventually he's going to be entering the main title scene whenever Raw figures that out after WrestleMania. 
I can see Damian Priest heading to that main event scene. It's possible, but who's the faces on Raw? What, Finn? Like, Raw's kind of lacking faces right now. He's the biggest face right now. Yeah, it's, I mean, it makes sense, Finn and AJ. Oh, yeah, AJ, yeah, 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 AJ. Um, well, RK-Bro is pretty over. It, yeah, I mean, at this point, when Raw does get a world champion, it's going to be kind of hard not to give it to AJ Styles or Edge, right? Well, yeah, but that goes with the same discussion because Edge just turned heel, basically. Oh, shit, then you got Seth Rollins. I mean, he's kind of heel, but he's also, I don't know, he's kind of a tweener right now. Yeah, he can go either way. Because he's just... Rollins and Owens both, whatever they're needed in the match, they'll they'll do that. And they don't even yeah. have to change their character. They can be the heel of the face. I've seen it happen like a bunch of times recently on the same night, the same episode. They'll have two matches or they'll be in two segments and one of them they'll be the face and then the next one they'll be the heel. Seamless transition. And they nail it both ways. <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially on Monday, like when they were going up against the Alpha Academy. I mean, yeah. they're they're big yeah. uh, they're big heels right now, so the fans were just eating up everything Rollins and Owens were doing. Uh, oh, shout you. out <laughs> to fucking hey that dude right there. He stepped this fucking game up, and he's always been this good. If we're being honest, any it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. every every time that Chad Gable's been allowed to be a heel and have a microphone since he's been with the company, he's he's nailed it. It's just usually not. It's usually short lived though. Well, here's my thing though. This is the first time it was a high profile feud. Yeah, I'll give you that. Was, maybe the biggest feud on Raw. I mean, yeah, like Randy Orton and Riddle elevated. The Alpha Academy. What I mean, I mean, dude, it it's put eyes on Chad Gable that that were never on Chad Gable. You're right. And the fucking classics he was putting on with Riddle and Orton, like just these matches he's been putting on too, and the fact that it's been and now the to see the charisma. Now that's a, now you're starting to really see the the Kurt Angle comparisons because if this dude was like a little bit taller, he would already have the Kurt Angle push. I already know it for sure. I wonder if if they knew what they know now, uh, well, you know, with Jason Jordan. I wonder if they would have pulled the trigger on letting Gable be his son. I mean, they probably would, but look wise, Jordan was the guy. I get it. He's the marketing. I understand it, and I, I mean, had a, I had hopes for Jason Jordan, but he had Jason a, a Jordan, glaring dude. weakness. He had a glaring weakness on the microphone, though. He was nah, it was gonna nah. He was he was he was turning the he was turning the wheels just a little bit. The heel run was starting to, and then he got hurt. Like that's just like I mean, we never we never got to see it get its full potential. So that's what sucks. Hopefully one day. You know, okay, so he's hey, still... we're, we're about 20 minutes into this. We uh, tomorrow night is AEW Revolution, dude. 
I've been thinking all fucking week that it's been Saturday. That they, they that yeah, been, they moved their they moved them to Sunday. Because WWE stopped doing Sunday. Saturday's just a much better day for the pay per views, in my opinion. Like, why do these? Why have like both companies have been doing that lately? Like stuff that's like obvious moves against one another, but then business, it's like, no, that actually makes sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd get it if say they had both shows on the same weekend, but I mean, ain't nothing. Well, there's MSG, but that's it, not like that's gonna it's be gonna happen. like one weekend somebody's gonna schedule it where they're the same weekend. Like, it's gonna happen eventually. And I'm staying off the internet that weekend. <laughs> Jesus. I'm gonna be all in it. <laughs> oh yeah, here fucking here comes the quote tweets. Galore. <laughs> Yo, I'm really surprised, man, because some of the shit I say, I'm surprised they don't kill me <laughs> in my mentions. Some of them, yeah, they'll you'll say something and they won't even say a word back. I think they already get it. <laughs> Either that or whatever you're saying, but I'm not even taking my time to talk to this guy. I mean, you basically because... you're basically trolling the trolls, and it's like, I mean, they don't respond well to that. Yeah, that's no, what they say to do to a bully, right? Exactly. They can't stand this shit, bro. Like the trolls, because especially when you get one up on them before they got you, and it's like can't get him can't piss him off because he's already trolling people so he doesn't care <laughs> like, hmm. get under my skin because of a fucking tweet <laughs> i mean some people live on the on the twitter that's why i'll be fucking laughing before i even tweet it when i'm talking about please go outside <laughs> <laughs> i love vince uh how he put it when it when it was talking about the internet fans and whatnot. And, and he basically, you know, saying some of the stuff that you and I have said on the show and then you on Twitter sometimes about how the internet audience is just a small portion of the actual, the full audience. And most of the time that's where you get your most negative people. Dude, he put something in a perspective that I never looked at with wrestling in that interview when he said he has a focus group every night that's the realest shit like with the live events and everything he literally has a platform where he could literally try anything he wants before television even knows about it because of the live events you know because he says that hey you stick something out there and be like "Uh oh shit that didn't work (laughs) and it's like it like it's crazy how that actually made sense that the audience, that's a focus group for him every night. Well, you got to think he's got all kinds of different avenues and people working for him, relaying all this information back to him. Mm-hmm. And you got to have a bit of combination of everything. Yeah. I mean, like this dude, man, I was shocked to see that dude in tennis shoes, sneakers <laughs> and jeans. When, gonna, when have I ever be comfy? I've never seen this dude in jeans. <laughs> the part that made me laugh well, the most was how they were about to wrap it up, and Vince was just like, "Come on, man, just get started, having fun." 
Yeah, like, he's yeah, like, he's like, we want to keep going. Like, you can tell he was having a good time. Yeah, it was like, yeah, and then, like, like there was a few times there, like, when he'd be talking, and I'm like, hey, is this dude forgetting that he's even on camera? <laughs> Hearing Vince drop the F-bomb and stuff like that is just, uh, it's, it was great. Yeah, we got to see the human side of him that everybody thinks he's a robot. I mean, even though he still is. <laughs> but, but if he gets up at one thirty in the goddamn morning to go work out, ain't human. Yeah, that's absurd. <laughs> Yo, this dude said, yeah, I'm finishing my workout at 3. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I'm just finishing my second stage of sleep. I mean, yeah, you got you to gotta think, like, Sometimes these shows, what time do they end? Like, how much sleep does this dude get? He's got to be one of those sleepless elite, you know, that I've heard of that, you know, basically can can run perfectly fine on, like, two to three hours of sleep. Bro, you got to nap, like, five times a day? Shit, well, me, I would. <laughs> this Bro, motherfucker just right. keeps going. Like, if let's just put this into perspective. Raw ends at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. You tell me this dude goes to sleep and he's back up at one thirty. Fuck. Well, yeah, that's, that's when the show ends. You gotta figure out what time he's getting out of there. Yeah, so he might not even. You know, this dude might actually stay in the arena, <laughs> fucking work out. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man, this dude's like the Rock, or even worse. Like, well, you know, well no wonder I haven't been successful. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I ain't got I mean, nowhere near that kind of work ethic. I don't Yo, know that shit, yeah, that shit blew my mind, dude. I had to sit there, and, like, my jaw just like stayed, like my mouth was open. I was like, "You mean this dude's finishing his work?" I hear most people, you know, are getting up and starting their workout around three or four. I've heard that story a bunch. Finishing your workout around three, and that's on a good day. <laughs> yeah, my only hope is he goes to bed right after that. At least get some kind of sleep. Jeez. Like, but it might, yeah, there might be something to it. You know, he's 70 something years old and still going. So he might, he might have but, the right idea. I don't know. You know, it's also like you said, too, that he said he's never working because he's having fun. Like, because right. he doesn't think of it as a job. Because, shit, as long as he's been doing it, it's not a job anymore. It's just fucking life. <laughs> I guess I kind of get it, though. Because, like, if I was doing something like that and I was, all yeah. the time thinking about coming up with the next storyline or what we need to do this like that, dude, I would probably be up and moving all the time too, just because I'd kind of get off on that. To be honest, if I was in charge of putting together storylines and helping the superstars yeah. create characters, dude, I, I would yeah. never stop working quote unquote, because, because that's, I do that shit anyway. I don't get paid for it. Dude. Mm. I never had somebody finally describe how my mind operates. Then like Vince McMahon did that whole shit of being having a conversation and then over here on the other side you have a second wheel turning with some other ideas going on <laughs> that at any moment that you can just switch off and go on to that. Like I understand that because that's how when I, that's how I could do the podcast. Like we could be talking about one subject, but right over here, I got the other subject in the back of my mind ready to go at any given time. Like the predictions, like that's right there, I'm just sitting there waiting at any given moment. Yeah, I like My how is... I like how about seven minutes ago, Gerv was talking about, yeah, let's talk about AW. Here we are talking about Vince again. 
and that and as it goes exactly what I was about to say is yeah, my brain works like that too. It's just my problem is I'll follow them bitches and check completely out of this situation over here. Like, see, this is the thing. Like, this is why that interview was so awesome and like one of the best things. Tony Khan, man, he's made himself so available to the media. That's never going to be special when he does a sit-down interview like that or something like that. It's not going to be special. We've heard this dude talk so many times. I mean, I don't want to be that e-drone, but comparing Tony Khan to Vince McMahon is just absurd because this dude's just, <laughs> this dude's just like all of his fans. You know, he's a fucking energetic little dweeb. Hey. You know, like, Gerb kind of hit that. I think we were on the show when Gerb said it. Like, and you just hit it, too. Is like, they're, they're two different people. Because, like, Vince, you could tell, actually grew up, understands this shit. And you could tell Tony is a fan that owns a wrestling company. <laughs> I'll give Tony his credit, though. He surrounded himself with people that seemingly love the business in one way or the other. So, oh, yeah, I, I mean, not the worst approach. As a fan... He's put the right names around him. Right. I mean, good. I mean, he's doing a good job. It's just now the fun is now he's meeting his heroes. And they always say, don't meet your heroes. <laughs> See, now he's going to understand how all these people work behind the scenes and not on the camera. And quote unquote, that's how him and Cody eventually saw different visions. Right. You know, it's, so now he's got to maintain all these relationships that he's kept and gained. Like he's got to keep it all, and that's what I want to see how he does. He's already he lost one, which this still could be a worry. Still, the Ring of Honor thing could bring Cody back in. I feel. Because... I'm very interested to see how that plays out because, according to, uh, I think it was Beer City Bruiser said everybody that was under contract's pretty much been let go. So I don't. I mean, I guess he's coming into it with a clean slate. I would assume that <clears throat> with the him owning Ring of Honor, I he doesn't need the AEW Dark and Elevation shows anymore. I mean, maybe not, but uh, I mean, part Just of me put Ring of Honor on, on YouTube and but I don't know. Yeah, I guess that is part. part that is probably a part of his TNT thing. With the other two shows, or yeah, I mean, shows. I don't, I don't know how all that's gonna work just yet, but I mean, Ring of Honor has, in my opinion, has a <clears> hell of a lineage that you kind of want to keep, keep going to a certain extent. Damn, they almost got the same amount of shows as WWE. Yeah, Dynamite, Rampage, Elevation, Dark, Ring of Honor—that's five. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, he's clearly been signing enough people to fill out the whole rosters, but I don't know how many of them are exactly, you know, stars. This just, man, yeah, poor impact. Like, it's <laughs> like I was telling Gerv, the the Ring of Honor invasion storyline is about to be on a bigger stage. Oh man, I'll be honest, I forgot that was happening. I know, and it's been happening in Impact like for months now and poor 
and, and no one's even going to talk about it because now it's going to look like AEW did it. And it's going to be, oh, man, it's going to, because this shit could be led by some real people, though, not fucking Mike Bennett. I mean, even though Kenny King just joined the honor no more. Oh, well, and I didn't then, know that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, But in the AEW way, I, Brian Danielson's probably could lead it as his little stable. But uh, then yeah, again, maybe. but I don't know. He kind of disrespected because he doesn't, he said he doesn't have any honor no more. Or whatever. Wait, did he? Wow, honor no. Wow. He kind of just said that in his promo when he kicked fucking Christopher Daniels in the face. Huh. Interesting. But yeah. Give me Samoa Joe. I just want to see Samoa Joe again. He's probably going to pop up. He wants to face Hobbs. Ew. You mean trash Hobbs? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> the amount of industry people that love fucking Hobbs is crazy. It's just None of the internet. Gonna... Uh, I, 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 there's a lot of people that say a lot of good things about Hobbs, and maybe he would do better in the WWE setting. I've yet to be impressed, personally. He's got to look like some of the facial expressions he gives is kind of. I, I get it. He might have a look, but to me, he doesn't have a presence. I mean, nah. I mean, I guess that's why he's with Ricky Starks at the moment. At least have some kind of charisma. It's hard to have a presence in AEW, man. It really is. Like, if you're not already, like, an established person, like, it is so hard to, like, get yourself over, like, in just in the business period. Like, it's just, it, like, some people can have the look and everything. And, man, Ricky Starks, that's a, another interesting guy. I mean, I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot to say about the dude in 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 ring. Oh Jesus, in ring wise, <laughs> but I mean, he's he's somewhat entertaining. Oh, the dude's funny. Right. I like him on commentary. commentary. Yeah, I like him on commentary. I'm not. I haven't been the biggest fan either, uh, to be honest. And I'll just um, be honest. I haven't watched enough of his matches to judge him. So I've, I've seen a few. The, the only person from Team Taz that um, the only person from Team Taz that's really over to me is Hook. Well, Hook's been over since day one when he entered when his music hit. <laughs> like when the, the the screen was black and then just the name Hook flashed up on the thing, the crowd went nuts. He was over. I I I ain't never seen it. There there had been a lot of build up to him before he'd ever wrestled. Like everybody knew he was training, and everybody knew he'd eventually have his match pretty soon. So like everybody had already built up this mystique to him because of I mean just you've seen him even as he's out there when he used to come out with him, he just kind of be out there. Facial expression never change. Every time I saw this dude, he was getting his ass beat. <laughs> Because he was always jumping in on the fights and getting thrown. <laughs> He's doing the throwing these days. 
Oh, now this dude's throwing around 300 pounders. That's just like, I, I didn't expect it. That hook just came in there and showed every, like girls say, he showed everybody on the AEW roster how to get over. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think I've ever heard the dude speak. Don't I don't think he, he ain't never said a word, and I don't think he ever's going to have to. Soon as someone started talking to him, he just needs to keep chewing his gum and choking people out. Red Rome, let's go. This dude's he just had his first match, I don't know, within a few months ago, would you say? Yeah. yeah. And, and as a character, he is thousands of miles ahead of Jungle Boy. Dude, he's... He's doing so good right now that I could almost take Jungle Boy off their little pillars list and replace it with Hook. Well, I'd argue he never should have been there. Yeah, he should have never been there. Dude. Like, How long have they been the tag champs? I don't know, but I got them losing tomorrow night. So we, gonna, we should just go ahead and jump into these predictions real quick. Oh, damn. Um, like who we, who know, they like, tried to do a few times already. The, uh... Who are they facing? The we'll, young... we'll get there. Uh, so there's a couple um, pre-show matches on the buy-in that I didn't necessarily write down. Yeah, um, I thought. Yeah. But you know, Statlanders facing Layla Hurst. Eh. Again? Um, <laughs> yes, again. Um, Damn, they feuds be lasting a long time over there. <laughs> and then there's a couple other matches to. Uh, the Kings of the Black Throne, all three of them are in a trios match against uh, Pack, Penta, and Eric Redbeard. Y'all mean to tell me that Malachi Black is on the buy in? <laughs> <laughs> yep. But this dude's but jungle but jungle boy is on the main. Well, I mean, he is the tag team champion. Oh is, my god! Is that how Matthews is making his in ring debut? I think so. Yeah, I guess that would be his first on match a buy in, right? You don't you don't approve? I see. I'm baffled, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely one of the more intriguing stories, but. Yeah, that's relegated this, to the buy-in. Like, okay, now, like from the crowd that I be listening to, when the House of Blacks out there, like this is one of your most over guys. He's on the buy-in. Yeah, yeah. And I'm only assuming they got Redbeard Redbeard in there to try to match the size of Brody King, but that dude ain't no Brody King. Oh my god! Nah, Brody King's going. Fuck the only up, thing, the only thing that makes me happy about Eric Redbeard and AW is hopefully we can get the Planets champion again. No <laughs> 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 point. But oh, this is disaster. All right, the House of Black wins that match. They better. I mean, this this is a, Malachi does not need to be on the buy-in. I'm sorry. 
But they also have uh, Hook versus QT Marshall is on the buy-in. Those are the three matches on the buy-in. Yikes. Yikes. Y'all mean to tell me y'all just now finally having the QT Marshall or Marshall and Hook match. We know how that's going to end. This dude's getting choked out in like 30 seconds. Probably. <laughs> I'd be all right with that. That has to be the last match before the show starts because that match is going to get the crowd right where you need to be because Hook is that dude. Well, I got to say, it's a pretty good card um, for for the show. Uh, I maybe would Huh? With how long their pay-per-views go, they could have put the, that trio's match on the main card. That's the that thing. You know this pay-per-view is going to go to damn near midnight. Like, come on, man. Like, are we serious? Well, I mean, I guess buddy what I would maybe replace the, the Jade Cargo match with, you know, Jade and... Uh, I mean, they're... Their card, I mean, just fuck, just put that, just let that match just be on the card. Like, I don't understand. Like, well, there's freaking nine matches on the card. Jesus. <laughs> so, like, it's like, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, there ain't, <laughs> you know, I mean, you might think it'll go long as it is. You might well just even it up and make 10 on the main card with the trios match, but. All right, so the matches on the main card, the the easy ones. Let's go ahead and knock these out the way. Let's go ahead and knock out uh, Jay Cargill versus Ty Conti. Oh, it better be Jay Jade. <laughs> and that's what I figured that we would all say Jade, and we do. Why, we did. why did Swag have like a Ricky moment where he just pulled the fucking boomstick down? Jade. <laughs> we had to make sure everybody heard him go Jade. <laughs> well, yeah, I did. I did cut the uh, microphone out here, <laughs> and I've I've said it. To, I've said it to Gerv earlier. I mean, I didn't want to. I didn't want to not knock Ty Conti, but I don't see her getting past Cargill. We need to. Right. We need to go ahead and put this bitch back in catering. Yeah. Let's 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 relax. <laughs> let's relax. Come on, man. She's only getting the spot she's getting because she's with Sammy Guevara. Let's. I, I. I. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say all that. I'd say in their women's division, who else is gonna be there? You mean the? Let's not even get started. I don't. What? Who? who the, the, the of the AEW's women's division, ladies and gentlemen, Tay Conti or Ty Conti is challenging for a title. Jesus. I mean, yeah, but Jade's kind of gone through some other people, and I'm kind of agreeing with Gerv. Like, who else is there? They'll they'll figure it out. They'll they'll figure it out when they start fucking signing some better fucking women wrestlers. Jesus, because WWE's finally figured <laughs> to go ahead and sit Alexa Bliss. All right. So, I yeah, mean, I mean, unfortunately, Bliss might have uh. <laughs> Might be out of her element at this point. Hey, she'll be back. I mean, I'm not doubting that, and you know, I don't mind seeing her, but they just I need mean, to go ahead and repackage. I mean, maybe. she'll be back and we'll hold the women's championship again. Oh, god, that's gonna be a sad day. 
<laughs> I don't know when though, because like the it's pretty, like the, the women's titles are pretty set for a while here. Yeah, I mean, none of these got themselves like look the the toughest women's division. Look, this women's division is so fucking stacked. They're, they're gonna have to put the women's tag titles on Sasha Banks and Naomi. Uninterested. I, I, dude, I mean, it's it's horrible, but that's I'm I, personally, I probably would have added Sasha to one of these women's title matches, but that doesn't. I I get it. They got to get her on the card somehow. Yeah, and I I mean I think for once the singles matches for the women's titles actually works story wise. Yeah, it works story-wise because Charlotte and Ronda never had a, a finish to their one-on-one match. Right. That was that was a, a, almost a semi-compliment that Swag just gave to Becky Lynch. Oh, jeez. I mean, hey. but it's it's that one makes sense story-wise, too, because, I mean, it's been building yeah. since SummerSlam. That's been a good story. It's been a good story between them. and I, I, I've actually enjoyed the, the promos and segments that they've had. That hair whip on last Monday, it was nasty. This, like, honestly, the more and more that, like, I've been thinking of that Becky Lynch and and Bianca match, this could literally be a hair whip to the ribs, KOD new champion in, like, 18 seconds. Kind of like Seamus Daniel Bryan situation. I might stand up and cheer if that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Please let Swag be like, Drink or two in because you know he gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out by Bianca Bella shirt if she's got a shirt. <laughs> I'll represent oh, ES. I mean, I like me personally. I can just see that. I can see that happening. Right. So, and, it, it makes sense story wise. The the heel gets the karma of you know. It's the same shit that happened to Daniel Bryan. All the times he would wait for the bell to ring and then call AJ Lee up to, t- to get the kiss. Like, come on. Like, it's going to backfire eventually. So the other uh, the other women's match at Revolution is for the AEW Women's Championship, and that is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, somewhere Tony Schiavone was doing his hands with me, and versus Thunder Rosa. I just want to point out, I love the gimmick of Tony Schiavone being like her biggest fan. Yeah, he's also he's also kind of creepy. Yeah, he, he's very creepy with that fucking earring that he has in his ear. Like that shit's weird. God forbid Adam Cole's in the ring because there's no unbiased commentary then. <laughs> good God, that's a good. I love I love the I love that all that shit though. I love that Adam Cole is a complete dick to this guy. Yeah, go get out of As my he, ring. <laughs> As he should be. I like mean, a complete <laughs> penis to Tony <laughs> Schiavone. And it I, is and it's perfect. I would be too. I say this too too much on the podcast, but AW, please let JR be full blown heel on commentary and just trash these motherfuckers. Oh man, if there's something like even a slightly off, JR is all over it. And I really appreciate it. 
You got to be, man, because they'll let that shit just go like it didn't happen. Like, nah, man. Like, he calls out the refs. He calls out Sammy Guevara for whatever reason, still having two belts. <laughs> hey, dude, that, that's some real shit, though, because usually after, like, a minute or two, I mean, after like after, like, the first week, you'll come out with the two belts. I get it. But then after that, eventually, it's like, whatever. I mean, I'd almost get it if they were different belts, but they're identical belts. <laughs> <laughs> then there's that. You're two-time champ. Yeah, but... Dude holds both of them to try to make himself feel important. That'd be like me or you and 2K coming out with six, uh, six of the same belts. If I could, I would. <laughs> well, <laughs> Come out there looking like yeah. Ultimo Dragon got one around my neck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I won this one over in Tokyo and this one right here in Mexico. I have about three attached to a, a regular belt that I have on. <laughs> so they're dangling down. My whole attire would be straps. Okay, that's weird. My whole attire <laughs> would Calm be championship titles. Huh? No, no. You say something? Never mind. Yeah, um, <laughs> moving on, moving on. So, oh, I believe God. Swag is with me on this one. I believe we both have Thunder Rosa. Oh yeah, we Brett completely Baker. forgot about the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going with Thunder Rosa. I don't even know why they call this the women's world title match because the title doesn't even compare to the TBS title. Okay, so the AEW hater, who's uh, who you got, Britt Baker or Thunder Rosa? Oh God, dude, this is this is horrible. Uh, Britt Baker. I mean, yeah, I kind of could have called that. Yeah, I had a feeling that's who you'd pick too. <laughs> and it wouldn't surprise me if she does win. But uh, I mean, what's the point at like, this point? Who was going to take the title from her if it ain't I Thunder mean, Rosa? Like, what, what's the point? Like, if, if she drops that title, she's the Britt Baker's gonna be the one to defeat Jade. I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, like, like it just like honestly to me, if if Britt Baker drops this title, what happens? Well, she might end up feuding with Hater or something. Uh, I mean, that could be a way. I mean, because if Thunder Rosa loses, she can always go after Jade. Yeah. So I mean, like it just, like, unless unless haters the one to take the title off Britt Baker, which I can see that. Hard to say. I just I'm not sure. Maybe maybe Britt Baker breaks it out. Maybe she freaking steals another one of Seth Rollins' moves and you know finds a way to beat Thunder Rosa. But dude, I hate that she does that fucking curb stomp. Like that shit drives she doesn't me do it terribly, but she does that. She does the sling blade. Like, I just don't care. Like, I hate this shit. I hate how wrestlers copy each other now. Like, nobody has their own shit or their own weight. Right. Like, and I get it. Everything in wrestling has been done. I get it. But you can still switch your shit up to where you're not just straight, oh, okay, I'm going to be Seth Rollins' moveset today. And then they go on with that for a month. <laughs> but if you're Seth Rollins, it's like, hey, awesome. Everybody wants to beat me. Well, that's our first difference of opinions to, on the AEW revolution. 
Um, oh, let's let's move on to uh, let's move on to another trios match. Is uh, you got Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Sting? They're taking on the uh, Andrade Hardy front office. The front office. <laughs> oh my god. Um, who's on the? Andrade Hardy team again. I'm assuming them too, but who's Andrade, Matt Hardy, and um, is it Cassidy? Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah, oh, thank you. Jesus, the name would not come to me. That was a horrible match. Poor Andrade. Talk about, like this match ain't in the buy-in. That's exactly what I was about to say. Just switch that one with the fucking. Oh, oh but we got Mister Sammy Guevara, the TNT champion. I used to love Sammy Guevara, but this face run that he's on right now is just. Do either of y'all know when Jeff Hardy's um, non-compete is up? Who cares? He's going to show up probably anyway. Like if, uh, if that was up, yeah, then that would be a reason why this should be on the card over. I mean, unless he like replaces Cassidy or something. That would change things. But then I don't know if uh, I don't know if AEW wants to have Sammy Darby and Sting get booed because then everybody's going to be on Jeff Hardy jockstrap. I feel like to me this is just the match way. that that Matt Hardy completely disbands the the front office after this. It's the family Our family office. office. I know. Thank <laughs> you. I keep saying front office, but um, <laughs> he's going to disband the whole shit anyway, so it don't even fucking matter. I mean, I kind of hope, hope so because it's been trash. How? <laughs> There's no way that they could use the Hardy Boys in AEW, right? Because that—that's mm, that, that right. <laughs> well, you got to think that was a book series for a while too, so I don't know if they got it exactly trademarked, unless it's with the Z. Uh, but. Yeah. They, we, I mean, everybody knows who they are. Yeah. It's like... The Hardys. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for Sammy Guevara to lose this match. Or Darby. Yeah, so I, I went, I went Sammy Darby's thing. Like, dude, Andrade's got to be absolutely shitting. <laughs> I mean, he was getting booked better in WWE. That's just my opinion. Uh, yeah, I think so too, personally. I, I mean, are, are both of y'all going with uh, Sammy and them too? I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. really the only thing that makes sense. And I just want to point out if Jeff Hardy somehow enters this match or gets into this match and Hardy, the H A F O, wins this match, that should not count against our records because the match was changed. I don't. I feel like if he does show up, it's not going to be inserted into this match. Yeah, because well, I mean, Hart, Matt Hardy's a heel right now, and if they bring Jeff in, there's no way this dude's not going to be faced. Maybe Andrade, and then you know, I Cassidy and all of them can turn on Matt Hardy uh, or something, and then maybe Jeff comes and saves them. This could be the night that Andrade says, "Fuck this shit." <laughs> <laughs> it, it needs to be. That's and what and, obviously, and he was the one that took the pin in the TNT triple threat on Rampage. Oh right. my god. So he took the coffin drop 
And then while he while Darby was pinning Andrade, uh, um, Sammy Guevara hits him with his. I, I couldn't hardly see. I think he whatever his finish is off the top. The six thirty. Yeah, he hit him with that, and then he just pin and he pins Andrade. Ricochet does it better. I was just about to say, I wish Ricochet was still doing it because this shit's so clean when he does it. Well, he can't do it now because of fuck boy. The new Intercontinental Champion. Ricochet. Like, that's, man, dude, like, that shit's annoying. Like, now there's going to be people out there that really think Sammy Guevara came up with this move. I mean, I'm sure he could still do it, but it's probably for safety reasons. Yeah, he probably doesn't. Nah, I mean... At the same time, but like that's the thing. If he keeps doing it over and over, it ain't special no more. So yeah, right. He's he knows when to pull it out only at the pay per view. <laughs> yep. But yes, yeah. congratulations to him. I'm so happy. Yeah, that that's is, cool. I'm down with that. That's that's fucking awesome. And since right. we're on that subject, uh, Sam Irvin's done a pretty good job as SmackDown ring announcer. If she can just tone back with a little bit of the what the NXT chick does, <laughs> but I get it. I get yeah, I'm gonna it, I'm but... gonna call, I'm gonna call that one a nitpick because is, even though is... she has some of the she has some you can tell that she was learning from her in NXT. You can tell she has she she still nails it regardless. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not just saying it back. There's just there's certain like names or things that she'll say where it's like it's a little too much. But I, I, I I'm I'm overanalyzing. So, so yeah. What's the next match? But let's yeah, go with. Wednesday. Let's go ahead and do the face of the revolution ladder match. Run down the uh, participants, please. One more time. Okay, we got Wardlow, Boo, pa- Powerhouse Hobbs, Boo, Ricky Starks, Keith Whoa, Lee, two team and Keith Lee and Christian. Whoa, Christian got a, a a match. Christian, Christian got in there last night on Rampage. And that's why uh, originally he was in the match that had Eric Redbeard in it. Mm, interesting. Oh, hey. man. Yeah, I don't know. That one's. I'm trying to play that one out in my head. Statistically, did I, the did favorite, I name all six? The favorite is Christian because he has the most experience in this type of match and the most successful. But this this seems to be tailor made for Keith Lee, right? Am I wrong? It's hard to say because, like you said, there's two two team Taz members in there. But Keith Lee could easily fucking you know toss both of these dudes. And I, well, I forgot I mean, Orange Cassidy is also in this match. Pockets, <laughs> freshly squeezed, man. This dude uh, is still thing. <laughs> while Dak, while Dak's still thinking about it, all I know is, is after that we finish recording this episode, there's gonna be something getting eight, son. Big time. Well, wow. Uh, 
while while you're thinking this way, did you have a choice already? I mean, I went with Keith Lee, and it's kind of hard not to go with Keith Lee. I don't. Ooh, I mean, so Christian good. does have the most experience, but I wouldn't consider him to be face of the revolution at this point. And plus, Christian has also had title shots, right? Um. I'm Shit. I'm fifty fifty between two people right now, and it's really really fucking difficult. Man, I guess I'm going Keith Lee. I don't I don't I didn't want to go with like the basic expected answer, but I don't really see who else needs it or uh, is realistic to win it. No, I mean the only other person besides Keith Lee would be Warlow. Oh, I forgot about Wardlow. I mean, I guess he, the fans are all, all over his nuts right now. And if he wins that match to have a to have a title shot guaranteed before MJF <laughs> would would cause a little friction even more there. Yo, MJF slapped the piss out of that dude on Dynamite. <laughs> God damn. Yo. It's gonna be a rough night for MJF when Warlow snaps on him, though. <laughs> it's gonna be a rough night, and Sean Spears. I mean, it could They're... be tomorrow, you know. I mean, Warlow could end up having a some a bigger storyline than this TNT title, and he could be the one to cost MJF the CM Punk match, or MJF and Warlow are working everybody the whole time. With all this, and he helps MJF win. I'm gonna go with Keith Lee. All right, I'm gonna be safe. I'm gonna be safe here. And that and that was my choice too. I, I like I, I was just I just went safe. I was Can't like, afford no, to right. lose that many points. If Warlow wins this match, I'm gonna be mad at myself. I, I is with me is I would rather have Keith Lee picked and someone else win than if I pick someone else and then Keith Lee wins the thing. Yeah. So I'm going I to think, I, I mean the the two team Taz members does make it intriguing with them, but they're gonna end up costing each other. More than likely. Yeah, and and Christian Poor Christian is probably going to be the guy that gets fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he's probably the uh, the guy who's only in there for the spot. Or he could be the guy in there to help call that match. Right. That right. Was, yeah, I think I said that to Swag. Or I, I said that to somebody when he got in there. I was just like, yeah, he'll be make sure everybody just connect and communicate. Yeah, make sure it ain't just a straight spot fest. That AW um, could go for. So we all got Keith Lee when we we talked about Wardlow and his connection with MJF. So we might as well jump right into that one. MJF versus CM Punk in a dog collar match. This has been I mean, a tough one, but I can't bet against my boy MJF. He always got a fucking ace up the sleeve. Always. That's true. I mean, he's definitely got the advantage going into the match. And 
I mean, I think I think Jack might have said it before. I mean, the dude's not taking that many ills. No. And like, and, and me personally, if he beats CM Punk tonight, he's the next number one contender for whoever wins the world title. I I don't care who it is. It's it's just he's ready. He, it's been right. like two years now. He he's the guy. He's over. He's the he's he's just the guy. Um, he's MJF's the guy that Hangman they wish would be for them. Hangman's terrible. <laughs> Hangman is just not a world champion. Like that's gonna be sad when they look back on their history. They're gonna be like, "Wow, we really thought he was world champion worthy." So you're going MJF, Dak. Uh, Sway, did you have a pick already? I don't know if I caught it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm basically going MJF as well. I have an interesting theory that popped up because of MJF always having an ace up the sleeve. What if Cody helped him? <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't I don't see that one. No, nah, it wouldn't happen, but you know. But that's one of one of his closest friends. So the, the these are the type of matches here that that show why I'm the dub TV champion because I have CM Punk winning this match. I I think I just I, I think I'm just I get it. I get you're the dub team champ dub TV champion. You make smart picks, but I'm just, just over the CM Punk thing. No, I get it too. But the the one thing that I definitely agree with y'all two on though is MJF wins this match, then he's next for the world championship. And, and better and, and should win it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I, I think there's gonna be extenuating circumstances. Leading to the outcome of this match, I don't know if that's going to be Wardlow. I don't know what's happening, how it's going to happen. I just got, I just think Punk's going to win this match to even the series. This is what's funny to me: a dog collar match, right? Yeah. But this is going to count on their win loss record, but an unsanctioned match doesn't, or the lights out match. (laughs) You just have a hard time with this, don't you? Mm-hmm. I, I, I do. I really it's the do. Definition of unsanctioned. Of course, it's not going to count. I mean, yeah, it's just part of the gimmick. I mean, it is what it is. Now, I don't. I've never loved the fact that anybody holds unsanctioned matches. But I will say, in a company that keeps win loss records, I get the idea means more than it would say in WWE. Sounds like a cop out. But because look, but here's the thing though, this dog collar match is gonna be way more brutal than that lights out match is ever ever gonna could ever be. Like that's what it could be a bloodbath. I'll say that. Even Britt Baker and Thunder Rose out match was more violent than Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy's. I didn't, I didn't watch that match, so I can't really say much. That's what gave the infamous <laughs> bloody Britt Baker face meme and gift that went around. Yeah, that was a good moment for her. It really elevated her into the next level. That's what got um, her over. But that's uh, that, uh, 
Punk MJF, that's been some of the best promo work that we've seen. I mean, MJF's just incredible on the mic anyway. Um, yeah, another been, another I match that's been getting up. I hate how like, a lot of people like have just pulled the props towards CM Punk a lot in this feud. And it's been MJF. Like CM Punk's just been a supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard that at all. I've I've heard MJF getting pretty much all the praise. Uh, just, <laughs> uh, done with seeing. But anyway, no, another another one that's been getting a lot of praise for the promo work is uh, Chris Jericho's facing Eddie Kingston. Poor Jericho's about to prove himself right again. Poor Jericho is going to prove himself right. How's this work? Oh, it's because you know. Or Jericho, because he always has to fucking do this, be right to someone like Eddie Kingston, who he, he ain't going to win the big one. So you got Jericho winning? Jericho's winning, and he should. Eddie Kingston should not beat Jericho. Because this is what, like, like on, and I've heard them talk about it on commentary. Like, Eddie Kingston beats Jericho. They're really gonna think he's world title worthy at this point. No, and he's they're gonna put him as a number one contender, and I don't like that. I'd say if Eddie Kingston were a little younger, maybe I'd I'd be with you. I mean, I, I'd be I'd maybe understand why you'd want to put Eddie Kingston over, but yeah, yeah, I got Jericho winning too. Yeah, I got Jericho winning because we're about to see another. Once again, a brilliant, great Jericho heel run coming up soon. Was the reports true that uh, I seen you fi- tried to file for the trademark of sports entertainer? Shit was back in February too. I heard that he tried to. Yeah, and you can tell it's some kind of gimmick he's trying to do. And he's just, what is he going to be like a, a straight WWE guy? <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely got the experience for it. Is he going to start wearing the suit again? Jeez. Or the light-up jacket. Straight the hair, put it in a ponytail or a bun. (laughs) Oh, jeez. He'll hand it up. So I thought about picking Eddie Kingston for this, but I'm, I'm not really a fan of his. So I guess I'm gonna have to go Jericho as well. It it sucks, like, cause I I'm like you, Swag. Like, there's a part of me that wants to say, yeah, Eddie Kingston, yeah, you get it. But I feel like Jericho has taken a a lot of L's recently in some big matches, and he kind of needs it more. Yeah, because the whole inner circle thing is pretty much. I mean, I'm assuming yeah. it's done with. But if but if Eddie Kingston wins. Santana and Ortiz are going to help him more than likely. Yeah, there's probably going to be something at play there because, you know, Jericho got the, uh, I guess, the sign of respect from both of them on Dynamite. Yeah, the fist bump. Yeah, the we cool thing now, I guess. So, who knows? Well, it's funny because Jericho said, you know, we asked him we're cool and he never got an answer. Yeah, you, nah, he just walked you, away. Uh, them dudes right there used to hang out with Conan. <laughs> and I don't trust those dudes for nah. They're going to 
like this is all a plot with Eddie Kingston. So, but yeah. My only issue with um, Eddie Kingston is uh, everybody praises his mic work, and I like I like the confidence that he has on the microphone and whatnot. I think the one thing that he's missing is when he's in a a face to face promo battle. He only makes himself look good. He doesn't. He doesn't set it up to where basically what he says on his promo battle is belittles everything that the person he's up up against is going to say. He doesn't. He doesn't elevate the person that he's having the mic battle with. When when he's in when he was doing the face stuff with Mox in that tag team, there like he. He didn't belittle as much as he does as a heel. I think that's just kind of his heel style. I don't know, but He's then not I, I a get heel right now. It's he just, is it's just, it's just, it, it just it doesn't elevate the person he's with, and we can have a whole other topic on that on another show. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Jericho's the heel in this. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I thought Eddie Kingston's been the heel. No. I mean, they just no. both seem like pretty shitty people, so I guess you could take it either way. <laughs> I mean, legit. I legit. I, I mean, mean I didn't. See, this is a piece of shit. All right, this is where I got to agree with Cornette on this. They got to learn to establish heel or face. They don't have to. I, I mean, mean, yeah, does it matter as much in AEW? I mean, not, that, yeah, not there. how the hell is Eddie Kingston the, the face here? The crowd <laughs> loves him. The crowd loves Eddie Kingston. Yo, these indie fans. I still feel it's a little disrespectful that they chant Eddie for him, but, we, you know, we can get into that on another day, too. Oh, that's mad disrespectful. I mean, I get that's his name. I, I don't You at least, least got to change the chant up to Eddie Kingston or something. That or... Mad King or just chant Kingston. I would smack someone in the face if they started chanting Mad King. But let's uh we all got Chris Jericho winning that match, and I hope Chris Jericho wins that match because like you said, Dak, I think he's on the verge of re reestablishing himself or rebuilding a yet another character. Yeah. Um it's just it's gonna be gold. When it's fully going, everybody's gonna love it because that's what he does yeah. every time. Yeah, and, and it's I, don't think be this, I don't think this dude got into good shape just to lose. Exactly. You know, he got in good shape again because he's probably about to be the first two-time AEW world champion. That man got into shape because NBA Twitter bullied that man. <laughs> well, well, dude, he kind of needed to, though. He started <laughs> to have need too many vodkas. I think <laughs> wrestling Twitter is bad. When you get the NBA Twitter, son, it's a roast fest. Yeah. Well, look look who they listen to every day. They listen to Shaq and Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> so we got three more matches um, that we need to cover yeah, real quick. Yeah, we're going to hurry these up. I didn't realize the time oh, here. Damn, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So um, we got the triple threat tag match, uh, which we already know is going to be a spot fest, but um, Jurassic Express – Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are defending their Ooh. tag titles against Red Dragon, Red Dragon, and the <laughs> Young Bucks. 
They get another title shot? They're EVPs. Get used to right? it. Right? I mean, <sighs> hell, that's how I'm a six-time champion on SmackDown with 2K. <laughs> I fucking run the show. So what do you say? You know? <laughs> uh... I uh I'm gonna be this I'm gonna take a safe pick in the young bucks. That was my first choice. Um but I think I'm going with the Jurassic Express, unfortunately. This That's is great, great because this will be the first match that we all have different answers because I have Red Dragon. I mean, yeah, it's not a preference because if it was preference, I'd be going Red Dragon. Well, it kind of sucks I, for Red Dragon if they win because they boy ain't. <laughs> I, I'm not so sure because I think there is a realistic chance that the Undisputed Era or the Undisputed Ones, whatever you want to call them. The Undisputed Originals? Um, undisputed Originals or whatever, yeah, whatever you want to call the them. You <laughs> my, is, that what, is that what they're going by? Not, I, I saw something about that. I think it's like a podcast or something. Uh, it was a AW put up a YouTube video, and the video it said the undisputed originals: mm-hmm. Adam Cole, Fish, O'Reilly, and so everybody's speculating. It's not in the. I think there's a chance that the, all three of them could be holding the gold at the end of tomorrow night. Jeez. I mean, that'd be cool to see. I just don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know the likelihood of it happening, but. We're going to have one. You know, Adam Cole going to win. <laughs> we'll have, they're going to have one world champion where the belt's bigger than him, and then you're going to have the women's champion where the belt's smaller than her. <laughs> uh... I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jurassic Express retains. <clears throat> um, nor would I be surprised if the Bucks win. Like like we said, they are the EVPs. Uh, I think uh, I, I I personally feel like I'm not sold on the whole Jurassic Express experiment or whatever you want to call it, obviously, from stuff I've said in the past. I think Red Dragon would give some fresh blood to it. They're supposed to be a sports-oriented wrestling show, and they have a dinosaur. <laughs> I <heard> that. <laughs> Or he's a hybrid. He's a human slash dinosaurs or whatever. So what is he, Mantar in a way? <laughs> he's a Mexican dinosaur. That's fucking crazy. Uh, so <laughs> other two matches we got. Um, this one's probably going to be the match of the night to me. And that's uh, Moxley versus Brian. Brian Danielson. That's your pick? Yes, he is. I mean, damn. You see, man, AEW's got man. Now I see why WWE had to have two world titles at one point with how big their roster got because AEW's kind of got a few people right now that should be their their guy. And, and just like WWE, WWE, if they had two world championships, it would demean the value of the other one. But, dude, y'all mean to tell me right now the number one guy in AEW is Hangman Page when Brian Danielson's in there? I mean, nah, because Brian should have beat this dude. Yeah, and he beat him. 
<laughs> Who's about to beat Mox? There isn't anybody as is, is deluded as some fans are. I don't think there's anybody that can deny that Brian Danielson is the, the best that they have <laughs> and arguably the best in the world today. And everyone's going to ignore the fact that Hangman Page beat this guy. So, Swag, did, who did you have? I mean, originally I was going to say Moxley. Um, I mean, I, I think I, I, I think I think I tweeted at the deck a couple months or weeks ago, whenever the, this whole thing started. That I don't really think either one of them needs to take a loss right now. But um, I mean, I guess I got to go, Brian. I mean, the dude's just—he's only—he's at the top of his game. If if they didn't already have the big Kenny Omega Brian Danielson match end in a draw and shit like that. This would have been a match to have a draw on. Right. Yeah, I agree. Especially if there was any any hopes of them actually joining forces. Because their story, it makes sense for it. But it's been done so so recent that it, it I, I can't accept it. So Brian Danielson has to win. I'm sorry, Mox. I'm sorry because I want you to win. But this guy right now, as once again, as Brian Danielson does, he's taking another character, another reinvention, and putting it at the top fucking level. So I, I got to go with that. I'll, I'll take the loss. You can't go wrong got, with it. I got Mox. I think Mox takes the victory. It's going to piss Brian off, and it's going to ruin any chance that they ever have at a stable. But that's just what I think is going to happen. <laughs> Um, or does the stable debut tonight to fuck up Mox? Yeah, maybe. You're telling me you don't want to see Brian having Moxley in the triangle choke flexing on his ass? <laughs> I'm telling you, that would be fucking great. You kidding me? Well, I tell you right now, if he does, there ain't no no chance that they're going to be friends. <laughs> if you put me in a triangle <laughs> choke and you sit there and flex your muscles while I'm passing out, there's no <laughs> chance we're going to be friends afterwards. That. It should have been the image of Hangman Page when he won the world title it was Brian Danielson choking him out while flexing. <laughs> I fucking love Brian Danielson. That's such a <laughs> WWE move. Just flex run time for him. This dude's yeah. this dude's like five foot nine. I don't know how actually big he is, you know, he's and he's he's not a big guy. But hold on, let me, let me flex these guns for you while you pass out. Hey, but he. <laughs> Like for a small guy, he has buffed up a little bit though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, from being a WWE, they they put him in the gym. <laughs> to me, this should be the main event, but it won't be, and I understand why. But Brian Daniels should have been a world champion for it to be. Even Punk and MJF, you can make a case should be the main event too. But that just also goes to show you how what Adam Page has been as AEW world champion. And let's go ahead and get into that real quick because I know we're on a time crunch now. Um, Adam Page, Hangman Page defending up against Adam Cole for the AEW world championship. And this is almost like a swag pick to me, like when he's picking Becky. I, 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 I need, I, Hangman Page is not it for me. I'm going Adam Cole, Bay Bay. It just doesn't. Ah. They, they've put themselves in a bad situation here. Because it's, 
it's way too fucking early for Adam Cole in my mind with all the other people around. Cause like, cause if Adam Cole wins this title, like that's just another person I'm sitting here looking at. Like, yeah, I get it, but goddamn, man, MJF is your guy. But y'all gave it the fucking hangman page. Oh, oh, this is a hard. This is uh. Yeah, I, I fuck if I take an L on it, I take an L on it. But I, I can't bet Hangman pay, Adam Cole wins New World Champion. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, I, I can't bet Hangman Page. This this just upsets me thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, yes. yeah, I kind of agree with Gurf. He kind, you know, he pulled a me move on it. It's if you're looking at it like realistically, Adam Cole should beat this dude. Yeah, and on when, this one, I just want be the change I want to see in the world. Like when when you look at this whole when you look at this whole revolution card, that shouldn't be your world champion. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, there's easily four matches that I'd I'd rather see than this one, and that's not Honestly, how I should feel about the world championship match. I should not feel that this world title match could be on the buy-in. That's that's not I the mean, fact that I open the show. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah, this match should open the show. That let or, it open the show and let Mox and Danielson close the show, and then have some big shit happen at the end. Some big ass, like new, Cody Rhodes coming out to do the leg drop on the match. Yeah, game. new stable. Yes, I mean that pretty much covers it, man. We all we all calling for new AEW world champion. Basically, yeah. I feel like we all got a lot of the same picks. Let's go. I just feel bad for their world title match because I we all just felt obligated to choose Adam Cole because we just can't get behind Adam Page. <laughs> the biggest changes for our in our standings are gonna come from uh the triple threat tag where we all have a different choice. Um, both of y'all have Dance and I have Mox. Both of y'all have MJF and I have Punk. That's that's where the, the biggest changes may come from these picks. I'm probably going to regret the MJF pick, but I, that's my guy right now and I'm rolling with it. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad. I'd, I'd rather MJF win, but I just I mean, I, to I don't, me, I don't, are they going to let Punk lose twice like that? Like behind, behind Brian Danielson, that's the best thing going in AEW. MJF, like, and they flip flop from one and two for me. Yeah, you could easily make that case. Like, like me personally, if MJF wins this and he's not in a world title feud after it, they are, they are dropping the ball slowly because MJF is good. I just I just don't know the, the if Punk wins you can drag the feud out more. But if MJF wins, this he's done with this. If MJF then, wins, then I fully expect Hangman Page to win. And then if M- run that shit. MJF wins, I fully expect CM Punk being the one to join Brian Danielson. Even better. And this is something I was calling for when we were hearing about the rumblings of Punk showing up over there. 
as yep. one of the tag teams I wanted to see. And Punk would fit the style Brian Danielson wants to do. He would. Well, all he this Ring of Honor stuff, just give me Danielson versus uh, Jonathan, Gresham. Jonathan, Jonathan Gresham. Yes. For the title. I mean, even putting him in the stable would make sense, but I do need to see that one-on-one match. Oh, man. They, them them boys might tear it up. Is he going to yeah. be able to fucking, like, for some reason, I don't know why, but I see Brian Danielson having both his hands, and he's going for the kick to the face, and Grisham still gets out of it. Oh, he's going <laughs> to come up with some nasty transition and put his ass in, you know, some uh, hole. He go, what the fuck, how the fuck did he do that? He's Yo, one person you, that I think could actually kind of hang with Brian. You imagine, you imagine if this dude flexes on Brian Danielson. <laughs> I've seen him do it before. Fucking give them have give, give those two sixty minutes. Oh, best out of three submissions oh. match. Well, that might go forever. <laughs> Seriously, dude, as if I go forever. I actually put them in a pure rules match. That's just perfect. Yeah, I can see that. Why not go for the World Ring of Honor Championship in a pure rules match? Brian Danielson would love that shit. Match of the year candidate. Let's go ahead and do the send off. Let's go ahead and get on out of here. Yeah. I just got to make sure I got everything finished packed and, you know, then our Uber will be here by 2.30 and we'll be on our way to Secaucus, New Jersey. It's not called Secaucus, Secaucus. Yeah, whatever. Sorry. Crickets. <laughs> Crickets on that one, son. Nobody gets my How I Met Your Mother references. There's too many of them. I, I, didn't, I didn't even get that one, bro. Like, where did that go from? Ted Mosby hating on New Jersey. Jeez. Talking That's about the song, New York, New York. It's not called Secaucus, Secaucus. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I'm not Sorry. appreciated. I'm dead, not, I'm dead, dead air. I'm, World, I'm sorry, world. I put him on to that show. <laughs> <laughs> now we got now a bunch of other quotes in everyday conversation. Well, yeah, but the dude can so probably cool. fucking repeat the whole script. Yes, I can. He really could. He really could. He could play whatever character. That's crazy. Um, but good show, guys. Thank you for joining us, Jay Swag. Uh, oh, swing in. The triumvirate was here. And let's all have a good weekend and new dub TV champion, baby. That's what I'm hoping for this weekend. Everybody be safe out there. I'm good. What he said and what he said. And on that note, (laughs) this is We the Villains Podcast. Thank you for joining us. V's up, everybody.